X and O. After closing the regular season with a record of 13-4, and the Vikings will open the playoffs at home on Sunday afternoon against the Giants, who they beat by a field goal in Week 16. Coaching news, the Texans fired Lovey Smith after one year on the job. Bill Belichick said today he'll return for a 24th season as head coach of the Patriots. Top-ranked Georgia's a double-digit favorite against number 3 TCU in tonight's college football championship game in L.A. I'm Doug Thompson. From the Jethro's Barbecue Studios, where every Monday get one of Jethro's world famous meal deals. Score! This is Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Bama Bob momentarily. Bama's under the weather. Hey, yeah. Also, I've been battling for a month. I feel like I'm uh, on the plus side of it. You're struggling. Well, better today. I mean, better I had an today? awful weekend. Just yeah. a god-awful weekend. Just full of this crap. I haven't been sick in a couple of years, so I knew I was due. So uh, you went from laying in the recliner and watching sports all day to... I, too, laying in the recliner yeah. and watching sports all day, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> big change for you. Except <laughs> you're just coughing in between watching. <laughs> uh, before we get back, we'll get to him in about five minutes or so because we only have, after all, one game to talk about yeah. tonight. Is there a six? Can you make a case? I don't think the seven seeds have a prayer. Do you think Seattle can beat San Francisco? Absolutely not. Do you think Miami can beat the Bills? Tua can't play. I don't think he can. I'm not sure Teddy can. He's had three concussions in. Seven weeks. He shouldn't be playing. No, no. he can't play. What's well, Scott Thompson, by the way? Yeah. Yeesh. I mean, wish, he won a game. I wish the Lions would have got there. Yeah, me too, man. Kid, yeah, if, me we, too. if we had the Lions yeah. against the Niners this week, how fun that would oh, be. Oh, man. This Dan Campbell's something, isn't he? Now, that game last night. So I went back and forth with one of my betting buddies. Because, you know, I was on the Lions all week long. Mm-hmm. Even I said, I don't care how. In fact, I was hopeful that Seattle was going to win. People said, wait, that's crazy because they have nothing to play for. I said, not with Dan Campbell. The way that guy's wired, absolutely not. And the pressure that was off of them. Do they do that crazy third and or second and 17 lateral play? What a call. There is absolutely no, if they're playing for a playoff, they don't run that play. I don't think so. Well, did you hear what Campbell said to his team all week long? We're either going to the playoffs or the Packers aren't. Yeah. That's what he said. Perfect. Absolutely, uh, that's perfect. how they went into that game with the pressure off. I think they mm-hmm. ultimately played better. Yes, they than did. they would have with maybe a playoff bid there. So I love this spot. Their arrow was pointing perfect. up, Trent. It, it really their is. Their arrow was pointing up. Goff was solid again this year. Offensive line was fantastic. And I remember when they two years ago started doing this. They weren't going after skill position guys. They weren't going after mm-hmm. defensive back. They were starting Penny with the Sewell. lines. Both offensively uh-huh. and defensively, building not just getting a top traffic like Sewell, right. but depth. Why are they drafting three offensive linemen? Why are they drafting three defensive linemen? This is how you build. Mm-hmm. When you're able to really build a team, that's how you do it. If you know as a GM, yes, I'm going to the Lions, but they're going to give me a real five years. This isn't one of those fake ones right. where you're going to be out the door in two years if things don't turn around. This is a re- rebuilding project. That's how you build a football team. And now that is what I think a blueprint what the Chicago Bears need to do. Mm-hmm. Yes, we're excited about the number one pick. You're excited about what the future is. But no, ultimately, to win at any level of football, you have to have line play, both Trenches. offensive and defensive. That's where it's won. Games so, are won and lost where? They won't have their second round pick because it's going to be with the Steelers. Uh, 
pick number 32 is there's only 31 right. picks in the first round this Correct. year. That's uh, yeah, Miami forfeited for the uh, um, tampering, tampering, or yes. or uh, tanking. Yeah, was it the taking Tank- one or the tanker damp tampering? Well, they've lost the pick. One of the two, yes. right? They've lost the pick. All right, so let's continue this on. I think both six seeds have a legitimate chance. Both six seeds have Giants over the Vikings. Yeah, Ravens, Bengals. Now, if there's no Lamar Jackson, no chance. No chance. But the Giants, if it would have should have had the Vikings beat mm-hmm. not too many weeks ago. They absolutely did. And look at the way the Vikings have played all year long. I saw a quote from one of the Giants players, a guy that played in Nebraska. I can't remember who it was. But he said, you know, we were there a couple weeks ago. It wasn't as loud as I thought. Is that what he said? And I saw some Vikings people already retweeting it. Oh boy. They're trying to get the rest, the natives a little restless up there and get them fired up to make it loud their Sunday afternoon. Yeah, yeah, they can win. Uh-huh. How this team... Should Dable be coach of the year? Should he be coach of the year? Look at that roster. Look yeah, at that team. Look I at know. Danny Dimes stunk. He's good now. He's at least yeah. adequate, right? Right. What about Doug Peterson? That's a good one. Mm-hmm. Mm, won the division. Mm-hmm. But it was an awful division. It was a terrible division. Who did a better job? I think Dable. I look at Jacksonville's roster. There's dudes on that team. Yeah. From a quarterback and Trevor Lawrence mm-hmm. that the light bulb went on. Now, yes, Peterson deserves credit for that. Christian Kirk, nice piece. Oof. What they have coming off the edge now. Light bulb starting. They have more P. Pe- I like their roster a whole lot better. So if it's a tie because of that, I'm still on Dable. Uh, do you think, Joe, was that the first game Joe Buck ever did in Jacksonville? I was thinking about that watching the game on, on when was it, Saturday night? Yeah, Saturday night. Was that the first game he's ever done in Jacksonville? I mean, when would Fox be there? Fox well, is a team. In fact, I think this question, Jimmy Trainer from SI had him on yeah. a podcast a while ago, and that question was posed. I think they did a Thursday night game when he was doing oh, the Thursday night. Oh, did they? Okay. Because yeah. I, I think that Buck maybe. said that he, yeah. he had been there before. He had been to all NFL stadiums. So. I forgot about that. Because I think Trey asked him. Yeah. Even Jacksonville, he goes, yeah, remember we did Thursday nights? Like, oh, yeah, of course he did the Jacksonville mm-hmm. game on Thursday night there. But for a Sunday game, Poof. no. Never. <laughs> never, never, never. Boy, this was a great weekend of football. And next weekend, too. I mean, it promises, doesn't so, it? So did the NFL schedule makers right, make this right, though? What would you have done differently? You don't like the Monday night game, or you, uh, there's a lot of folks that don't believe Troy Aikman should be doing the Cowboys on Monday night. Oh, really? I don't give a crap. It does. I don't that. give a crap about yeah. that either. Um, I thought that thing was destined for the Saturday night game. It feels like there's there's just something about uh-huh. those Saturday night games. Who did you are, think was going to be Monday night? You know who I thought it was going to be. Did you have an opinion who was going to get the Monday night game? That was the one that was most difficult for me to place. I thought the Vikings would get it. Oh, really? Giants. New York audience, indoor game, weather's not going to be a factor. So the first game, I thought, was going to be Dolphins-Bills. Because without Tua, there's no chance. None. And it's the crappiest game of the weekend. It is. Well, I think it's going to be. Yeah. Now, the one that they put there doesn't... How does Seattle hang around? And we saw the Raiders a couple weeks ago hang around against them. Yeah. No. Their defense isn't good. No. They they can't run it anymore without Walker. Nope. Geno is turned into a pumpkin, but... Mm -hmm. Midnight's coming. Mm-hmm. It's really close. Well, the good news for the Niners, think about what I'm about to just say. They were able to pull their quarterback late in the football game because they didn't want to get him hurt. Mm-hmm. How far has Brock Purdy's year come? They pulled Brock Purdy in the final week of the regular season because they didn't want to get him hurt. That is unbelievable. What a story this kid is. I couldn't be happier for him. Compl- is everybody. Um, Everybody, okay, most of us were. 
No way he's ever going to play in the NFL. No way. Might get a sniff. Might be a practice squad player. Training camp arm, dot, dot, dot. Man, oh, man. Could not be any happier for uh, the way this Brock Purdy story has unfolded and so far continues to unfold. All right, Bama Bob in a minute. Brett's been patient. Brett, thanks for hanging on. What's on your mind? Hey, uh, you just brought up the Niners, and I was going to throw Shanahan's hat into the ring for that Coach of the Year discussion. Um, You know, like, we've talked about Purdy quite a bit, but that coach has got to get Mr. Irrelevant ready for that kind of a position. And I don't know how much better he possibly could have done, especially because you can make an argument about an easier schedule, but it wasn't that easy playing the Niners schedule, not to mention the fact of all the injuries that they overcame. Third quarterback, Brett. Third quarterback. How many teams go through three quarterbacks? Yeah. Well, Debo missed games. They yeah. had defensive yeah. line stuff missing games, too. Like it, that, that, to me, seems like the most impressive job to me. Yeah, he's done a hell of a job, Brett. That's a good one. Uh, appreciate the call. Um, yeah, he's, he's got a big chance. Uh, Jim is next. Jim, welcome to the program. How are you? I'm good. All i got to say is screw Purdy, screw the Cyclones. You know he's going to throw three picks. He's going to clone it. They're going to lose. Go Seahawks. All right, there you go. Jim chimes in. Appreciate that. Never takes a day off, does it? It never takes a day off. We're so grateful for this rivalry. <laughs> it moves our needle. I'm so grateful that uh, Seahawks has been a part of my 27-year career, and it just keeps growing and growing and growing. Uh, let's get Bama Bob in here. Bama, um, I'm starting to come around a little bit. When did you get the crud? <laughs> yeah, um, it kind of started over the weekend, and and I thought I, you know, just nah, just a cold or whatnot. But uh, turns out it's bronchitis. No, no fun. No, I mean, you know. So uh, I'll try to hit my own act as my own mute button here. <laughs> I've had to do the same thing. I, I, I waved to Trent that I'm about to hit the button and talk and I just keep I'm talking. about to cough. <laughs> uh, but anyways, and, and just in, in case the, um, uh, who sits here? Murph sits here and Sean yeah. sits here. I will spray this thing down. Yeah, before we got, I get we got a, the spray bottle over here. We got the spray too, yeah. over there too. Well, we'll look after it before I vacate these premises. All right, Bama, here we go. Before we get into the game itself tonight, and I, and I wanted to save this because I know this will piss Trent off. No, Not geez. that I want to piss Trent off. <laughs> well, look at you over there, man. <laughs> I just, Happy Monday to you too, a hole. What's going on? I just know that this, the, 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 how it's going to go. Did you see? Um, I love Todd Blackledge and Sean McDonough. I thought they were a really good team together. Uh, NBC has hired Todd Blackledge, and here's the part that's going to really, out. and he's going to be teamed with Trent. Who will piss you off more? Oh, Todd Blackledge's new partner is. The pirate? No, 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 not the Noah Eagle. Oh my! Told you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. He, he improved. He Is improved it for the Notre Dame game. No, there's when the Big Ten goes over there. They're they're oh, getting the Big Ten. Yeah, they're getting ready for that. I want to see Burmeister oh, wow. get that role. There's um yeah I don't know how it's going to shake itself yeah. out but Todd Blackledge and Sean McDonough are no more. I thought they were really good they team. Were. They were they a good were great. Team. I think yep. McDonough is one of the best play by play. Just so versatile. I mean, he can do football. He can do hockey. Yeah. I mean, he can do, you know, which are two of the main sports I watch. He's He's been good at baseball. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think he's so versatile. And he's not, you know, he doesn't try to impress anybody. I'm a fan, you know? Bama. I'm a fan. I'm a big big fan of his. That's that's too bad. I mean, I don't know who the, I'm sure, you know, through the uh, resumes are lining up. You know, there's no shortage of them to replace, replace him. 
Uh, but yeah, that's too bad because I really did like them for for a number two pairing. They were really good. They were really good, and McDonald will stay number two. I'm assuming because, like you, Bama, I think he's that talented. But as you said, yeah. there'll be no shortages of opportunities to take that place. One more, and this is kind of a tinfoil hat. Not that it matters next year. The Big Twelve or the Pac Twelve have yet to release next year's schedule. Is there anything going on there? Big Twelve would make sense. But Oklahoma and Texas depart. That and is there any chance that behind the scenes that there's a you know what we're stronger together, and not that it's going to matter in 2023, but 2024 at Wills. I don't know. I just saw that. I see them as two separate entities. Okay, I'm not going tinfoil hat there that they're going to come up with some kind of agreement or some kind of partnership or anything like that. Yeah, I think more than anything, it is. Well, Texas had the money, right? Uh-huh. They want to leave, they can leave. But they're not going to leave alone for the SEC. They're going to go with Oklahoma at the same time. I think it's more, can we get the Sooners the money? Can they find out a way? Can mm-hmm. we negotiate down what is the actual settlement? Because they want to get out of there sooner rather than later. And it's certainly if it's not this year, 2024 when USC oh, and UCLA, yeah, yeah, gone. They're, gone. they're yes, leaving at least absolutely. a year early. Right. But I'm going to guess that's yeah. part of the holdup with the schedule is Well, that. because the new, the newcomers arrive next year. Yeah. You know, get out of here. You Does Texas want to play Houston? No. You want to play Central Florida? They, I know. I want to see that game. That, and I think, I think Houston wants to play Texas. Yes, they do. I don't, all right, so let's get into tonight, boys. Here we go. Uh, it's a big number. It's just under two touchdowns, 13 most places. Circa has it 13 and a half. So if, you're, if you like TCU, uh, shop at Circa. Get your thirteen and a half in that one. I'm. Sure, do you think it's? Well, let me start with you, Trent. Well, the, the line all important book, Ken. Yeah, it's huge, huge. <laughs> yeah. Uh, does yeah. it stay there, Trent? Is there more movement to come? I'm looking uh, at one of the places that tells you kind of gambling numbers. TCU is getting a little bit more of the money uh, tickets right now in money. So, but it's not a huge gap unless we see a syndicate come in and just absolutely fire at something. Yeah, I don't think you're going to see a ton of movement here today. I don't think we get to fourteen anywhere. Maybe just bouncing between that 13.5 and and 13 at this point. I think that's the realistic part about it. I look at this game, and it's kind of like I said with the Michigan game. If it's close, give me TCU. Mm -hmm. Goes the other way. Mm -hmm. Because would you be shocked if this thing ends up 42-17? No. I wouldn't either. Would you be shocked? I'd be pissed. Not pissed off. I'd be disappointed. If it comes down to the wire, and it's 31-27, and TCU's got the ball with the chance Mm -hmm. to win? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. That's the difficult nature of this one. Bama, I just don't I don't have a strong opinion. I, I always like to just, try, in my mind's eye, try to figure out how this is going to play out. I just can't come up with it for this one. How about you? Yeah, it's tough because, listen, brand-wise, yeah. performance-wise, everything everything is telling you, George. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just, but a lot was telling you Michigan also. I mean, you know, if you really want to look at it that right. way. But, um, look, Georgia... <laughs> I don't want to say they're lucky to be here, but they might be a little lucky to be here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I don't know how much that weighs into it because, you know, the, we all know that, I mean, listen, the, the, the field goal goes in instead of 10 yards yep. left. I mean, I think, you know, we're, we're, we're talking a different story. and But maybe it's, I think it was, I wonder what the point spread would have been with Ohio State and TCU. I mean, I don't think it would have been quite this big. No, maybe but it would have, yeah, like nine and a half, ten, would yeah, you probably say? Right in that somewhere? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, but. I mean, look, Georgia's trying to do something that's really hard to do. They're trying to go back-to-back national championships, which hasn't been done in, I think, 10 years, 11 years, of Alabama 10-11 or 11-12, whatever it was. Um, and they're doing it with a guy, quarterback, that I don't know if he's going to play in the NFL or not. That's the scary part, man. Right. If you're 
if you're an SEC fan or you're a college football fan, imagine if they got a Bryce Young or a mm. C.J. Stroud or somebody like that. My God. And they lost George Pickens, too, who just yeah. tore it up right. for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, everything is just telling you it's got to be Georgia. It's got to be Georgia. You know, uh, how can T- how can TCU hang with a team uh, – you know that that beat them like in Kansas State beat TCU, and then of course you know we saw what Alabama did to them. But how can they hang with Georgia, who's even better? But they find a way, man. And Buddy Dykes is—I mean, it was just all new territory for them. Okay, historic new territory. Mm-hmm. I think Kendra Miller—he's iffy. You know, being—is he going to play? Iffy, but uh, it's a game time decision. The last I saw was he's going to warm up and see how it goes. Then what that tells me is his knee's not one hundred percent. He's going to have a brace. Yeah. Maybe he can contribute. Okay, maybe third and short. He's a big, you know, six foot two twenty, so he's kind of a maybe they get third and goal at the one or you know, they need a first down and they don't want to do the the whole dug and push. But it kinda of tells me, you know, out of the passing game, you know, he's not gonna be able to cut, I think, and that's that's the big you know, the explosiveness might be gone. So but can he can he contribute in some ways, but I don't think there's any way he's a hundred percent unless they're just totally sandbagging it, which you know, maybe they are, but um, man, I, every time you just think TCU is just just done, uh, they find a way. I think they find a way to keep this within the number. I don't know if that's ten, points, twelve, whatever. I just think the thirteen, thirteen and a half. Now maybe Georgia gets a late, you know, cover at you know they're up ten and you know you know pick six or you know something. I don't know what it is, but I think Georgia's going to win the game. I just hope it's entertaining. Um, I think it will be, but it, it's just Georgia's a wagon, man. And, and listen, they, they've got an injury to the uh, Darnell Washington, I think the big tight end. Mm-hmm. Um, no, they still got a pretty good one, Brock <laughs> Bowers. But uh, I just think that Bennett, he didn't play great against Ohio State till the fourth years. quarter. Yeah, yeah, and you know, there's money time, and he's just—they've just got all the experience over there in, in playoff games and big games and in games to get to the playoff and. Uh, you know, TCU just doesn't have it. But, man, I, it's, it is so hard. You can't root against TCU, I don't think. But, you know, money-wise, I'm probably taking the points, but I totally agree with Trent. If it gets out of hand, it's only going out of hand one way. Uh, but sure. I think that I think that TCU keeps it within the number unless it's a late cover or something like that. Yeah, DeMarcado came in for Miller. He had a buck fifty against Michigan. Yeah, he was he really ran good. the ball really yeah, well. And the yeah. physicality that yeah. they played with. That's how they won that game. They were more physical than Michigan was. And I'm gonna guess Georgia doesn't anticipate TCU is going to be physical. Yeah. And that's again up to Sonny Dyson company getting that team ready and to play with a team like Georgia, you've got to be physical. I uh, heard Dan Mullen who I thought was pretty good this year as an analyst. He, was, he wasn't bad. Yeah. You know. he, better than he did coaching. <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. He actually said some things, but he was kind of doing an X's and O's breakdown of the game. And he, he thought one of the biggest places where TCU had an advantage. In Receivers? How, well, that and how they attacked defenses in the middle part of the field. Basically, from the line of scrimmage to 10 yards down the field. Quentin Johnston's really good mm-hmm. in that area of the field. We see the highlights of him making plays up the field. But he's also really good in that area, and that's how they're able to attack defenses. What Missouri did when they hung around with Georgia, they attacked that part of the field. That's what Ohio State did a lot outside of the Harrison catches up the sideline was attack that area of the field, getting guys out of the backfield and doing the swing passes and the like. So there's at least a blueprint there and something that TC has done well. 
Georgia has struggled with to lead to that area that maybe TCU can hang around. That it, It's just one guy's kind of coach's mm-hmm. opinion, but I thought it was interesting yeah. because right away, I was, this thing's going to be a blowout. I, I was leaning towards that 42-17 kind of thing, and we're not going to have a very fun capper <laughs> to the national championship this year. Yeah, That at least got my wheels turning a little bit, and, and then, okay, I can envision that. I can see that. I'm remembering TCU and the way they play. Yeah, I could see that happening. I'm hopeful, like you guys. We just want to see a good one here. Yeah. But there's at I least think, an X's and O's thing that you can point to. I think TCU has to it has to be you know death by a thousand cuts for them and win I the mean, turnover I, battle. I, win the turnover battle. Yeah, absolutely. Can't give Georgia a short field. Mm-hmm. Can't give them place. Um, and look, I don't think that TCU has, has impressed me physically, uh, and I don't think Georgia's. Georgia's used to physical teams. I mean, let's face it. Okay, Ohio State, um, the SEC. I mean, they're, they're used to playing physical. I, TCU isn't that typical Big Twelve team that we've seen in the last. You know, that we're maybe maybe the SEC fans think of the Big Twelve, but I don't think Duggan's going to be able to just go drop back. I mean, this guy like Jalen Carter can just have. I mean, he is just a he's a record. He's a game you know, record. The game record. Yep. He is absolutely is. Um, so I think it's going to have to get out of his hands quick. I think it's going to have to be like Trent just, you know, Mullen just said whatever. You know, these little 10-yard, you know, 8-yard hitches over the middle where, where you just kind of sit down in the zone. Uh, now, Georgia likes to play. They're not afraid to play, man. Their secondary is not great. I mean, it hasn't been. It, it's not It's not what you would think of maybe as, you know, an elite secondary. Uh, but uh, I like Ringo. So much yeah, I do too. They get so much pressure up front, and that that obviously helps any yeah. back end. But I just think they got to get TCU's going to just have to they're going to have to get the ball out quick. Um, Georgia's going to be interesting to see. You know, do they try to blitz Duggan? Do they try to you know force him to make a decision? Do they try to confuse him? You know, do they do they send you know five or six players? Uh, especially with Miller being out, but you mentioned the backup. I mean, he was pretty good against mm-hmm. Michigan, and Michigan is a team that fancied themselves as being physical, yep. and they just got they got it handed to them uh, in that game. But maybe being on turf is that an advantage for Georgia? A little bit more speed? I don't I don't know. But I just I think TCU is going to have to manage the ball. They're going to have to they're going to have to understand a six seven eight play drive, you know, that takes four four and a half minutes off the clock. And maybe doesn't result in points. A punt's not a bad play. I think is where is they're going to have to understand that you can't force it because man, if they do, they're I just don't think they can play catch up against a team like Georgia. But we know they're not going to quit. We know they're going to fight for the whole sixty minutes. It sounds like a cliche, but that's just how they're built. That's their DNA. They've been that way all year. I don't see anything changing tonight. And I don't think they're afraid of Georgia. I really don't. I mean, I don't I don't think they're intimidated by this. I think they look for it as an opportunity. But everything just tells you Georgia is, you know, is gonna is going to finish the job and, and win, you know, the back to back. But I just hope it's a good game. I, I hope we're sitting here about, you know, you know, whatever it is, nine thirty, ten o'clock and mm. <laughs> we've got you know, five minutes left, and we're down to a possession either way to, to win it. I don't really have a preference as to who wins. I'm kind of rooting uh, for TCU. <laughs> yeah. I am, too. I mean, I, I say that, but I am I am rooting for TCU for a lot of reasons. Uh, underdog, and then, of course, yeah. you know. I mean, with the, what a remarkable helps. story it would be, boys. I mean, just the, yeah. the, this is this is a movie. This, yeah, this is Hoosiers. Is. Yep. 
he gives know, hope and, too. And be, I, I think it will be great for the Big 12. I mean, yeah. let's don't underestimate that. I mean, you know, they're going to be a one and done here in this title game if they don't win. Um, that's going to be a big, mm. you, know, you know, they're going to be Boise State or they're going to be, uh, you know, UCF or they're going to be one of these teams that kind of flashes for a few years and goes away. And uh, I don't know. I think they've got the right guy, but, you know, how many teams are going to come after that guy? How much can they pay? A lot of kids are going after that guy because they are just cleaning up in the transfer portal. I mean, yeah, guys wanting are. to play yeah. there. They are. And I'll tell you another guy that, I, that I'll be – I, I think should be watching tonight, and that's Gary Patterson. I mean, he. Oh, I know he's, good point. Man, did he just look weird in that Texas? You, yeah, <laughs> that Texas polo. Um, and I get it. Listen, the team fires you. You go to you know you take whatever job you want to take, and if it's you know Texas, fine. Um, I don't know what his future is there. I think he was a consultant, but he's got a. He has to get some credit uh, for this because I mean he was there what fourteen, fifteen years, and he's got and a statue. There the, yeah, I mean. And I'm not saying it was the wrong thing to get rid of him. Obviously, it doesn't look like it was. Right. The job Dykes has done, you can't argue with. But uh, I just, I, I think, I would like to see him get a little bit of credit for this because he he has made that program into what it is right now. And, and you know, Dykes has just kind of taken it to another level. You know what the best medicine is for what you got, Bama? Talking college football because you made it through the second like, yeah, conference. I know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, our no. final 30 seconds. 13 is the number. Uh, you each got 100. Well, you don't. I'm not giving you both 100. But if you did, what would you do, Trent? Okay. Lay it. Yeah, you would? I'm going to lay it with Georgia. All right. Well, how about you, Bama? You taking the points or laying the points? Uh I'm taking them. I'm taking them too. I'm taking. I maybe, mean, maybe it's more hopeful. Yeah, I, mean, I hope you guys are right. I really do. If it, yeah, if it's Ken's money, I'm definitely taking. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Bama yeah. will recap Play money line if you're going to do that. There you go. Yeah. Uh, we'll yeah. recap tomorrow morning, Bama. If you're uh, if you're able, I'm guessing you will. You love college football yeah, we'll like we good. do. All right, buddy. Have a good Absolutely day. Enjoy the good. game. Thank you. Thanks. Yeah, take care. Yep. Mama Bob, Trent and I talking college football. Uh, a couple of uh, notes from our friends at Bet Rivers as Travis Dvorak sent this along to us oh, this I'm glad morning. you brought that up. Good. Uh, there are a couple of futures pending on TCU at Bet Rivers. A $25 bet at 150 to 1. Jeez. Oh, for to pay. Wonder when he bought the ticket. Or she. I think that was before the year. Another one, this one for $100 at 100 to 1 to pay $10,000. For them win it all. So there's going to be a hedging. But hedging with a 13-point favorite, Jeez. which makes the money line... Shoot. Uh, how big are they on the money line? Minus, minus 480, I think yeah. I saw. That's what they were last week. Oh, boy. Or so something. You're, you're, you're taking a lot of your profit away if you're going to go that route. And in a $100 wager, like yesterday, I had the Packers. So I had that um, exacta that we talked about before the year. Uh-huh. Vikings, Packers, Lions, Bears. Yeah. So it came down to that. And then I also had that bet with the Packers to make the playoffs like four weeks ago we talked about on air that I fired at. So I had two $5 bets. They both were about 875 right in that range. So basically had, I don't know, 160 bucks. Well, money line was 2 to 1 for the Lions. So I was able to hedge pretty easily on that when you're on the other side. For this guy, though? No, too this, much. If you got TCU and you're going to lay minus 480, you just gotta let it ride, mm-hmm. right? I, th- I think you do. Or wait for an opportunity. If TCU gets up seven nothing, then, then jump in. Then jump in. Maybe it's a live betting opportunity, but minus four eighty eight. You just it doesn't make sense to do it. Uh, Nick Olson on Iowa State. He's next. Miller and Condon in Des Moines Sports Station. One hundred six point KXNO. The fans, the tradition, the glory. It all comes down to tonight. 
More thrilling than the national championship game. Let's hope we get a thriller here this evening. Well, my go-to for betting is DraftKings Sportsbook. It's one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps. I told you, I like George. I'm going to lay the points here. I liked what Ken got it on Friday. It was 12 at that point as it continues to tick up. Well, right now, new customers out there, you just have to bet $5 on the college football game tonight. You'll get $200 and this Win or lose, you'll get that $200 in free bets. You can't beat that. Plus, everybody can combine multiple bets for a bigger payout with DraftKings same-game parlays. Quinton Johnson, total receptions. Uh, DeMarcado, the backup running back, who I think is going to be the bell cow tonight. How many yards he will go for. Max Duggins, total yards, over, under, whatever that may be. So many different ways to play with the same-game parlays. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now and get in on the action with promo code KXNO. New customers, bet just $5 on college football. You'll get $200 in free bets instantly with promo code KXNO only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Iowa only. Bonus issued as free bets. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms. Gambling problem? Call 1-800. Location info is coming soon. Get in on the action with the world's largest sports book. Right at your fingertips. Circa Sports Iowa is where the pros play. Enjoy the highest limits, lowest takeouts, and competitive betting menus. Download, fund, and bet from anywhere in Iowa. Circa Sports Iowa. Sports betting the way it should be. Download your new bookie today. Visit CircaSports.com. Must be over 21 and present in Iowa to bet. Have a gambling problem? Now back to Miller and Condon on 106.3 KXNL. Here's Ken and Trent. Hi, welcome back. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Nicholson momentarily. I forgot to do the keyword, Trent Condon. Oh, Time yeah, another, give that away. Absolutely. $1,000 on the line here. Go to KXNO.com. Right now, once you get there, the keyword for this hour is pay. You can enter this nationwide contest simply by inserting the keyword pay, pay at KXNO.com. Pay, P-A-Y. Nick Oson, 24-7 Sports Cyclone Alert.com. He joins us. Nick Trent and Ken, thanks for coming on. Was there a media availability this morning? Did I see TJ's meeting with the um, uh, press earlier? Absolutely, yes. We uh, we spoke with TJ and a couple players this morning ahead of the game. You bet. Good stuff. How about Bill Fenley? I guess where I'm going. Any uh, information, any update on Stephanie Suarez? So I believe I, I got an email. I think that's going on tomorrow Gotcha. Uh, with, with Coach Fenley. But, yeah, this, this morning with TJ Osselberger, Really not a, a ton of huge info updates. I really enjoyed kind of getting his take on Alshers' game winner on Saturday and just kind of, you know, what I've said on this show about the time that that kid puts in. And I felt like that was just a moment where you saw kind of all of the work and extra mm. time and things with the staff really just pay off for him and the team. It was, it was cool to hear about today. Well, this team continues to find mm. a way and – the shot by Kelsher, just 0 for 5 before that from 3. And he was not lacking confidence, as he rarely is, as he fired that one up. Splashes home, and they get the victory against TCU. Look, it felt like you were almost playing with house money for the week with a win on the road against Oklahoma. Now you get that one. You're sitting at 3-0. and I'm going to guess over on the message boards right now, over at CycloneAlert.com, people are starting to dream a little bit, huh, thinking about and how far this team can go. Yeah, you're you're absolutely right, Trent. And I probably didn't help with that over the weekend. You know, I I kind of asked some people 
hey, you know, is it too early? Or are you starting to think a little bit about the potential to play in Des Moines uh, in March mm. Madness, which, you know, obviously you have to take Big 12 play in chunks. And I think that this team and the staff do a great job of doing that. Obviously, it's not expected that they'll never lose a conference game. However, the way that they're playing, I, I think, is sustainable. And I feel that it's a spot where if you just kind of continue to add these up, I think that Tuesday, and I'm sure we'll touch on Texas Tech, very winnable game. Mm-hmm. Then you had a couple really tough ones. But, you know, you take it in chunks. I think that people can start to dream a little bit, especially because I can tell you people were excited for this season, as always, but many were looking ahead to the next class and the five-star recruits and such, and, and for good reason. But this group of guys is, going to put together a season to remember from what I've seen. Yeah, so far. I mean, it's an, uh, they're, they're fun to watch. They compete at both ends of the floor, and that's what you ask for, right? Just that there's not going to be a night uh, where where they mail it in, and, and, and so far, so good. I mean, the five guys in, in double digits, and Caleb Grill's not one of them. This isn't a knock at Caleb Grill. He's been phenomenal this year, uh, but, but uh, on an off-shooting night for him, uh, it was other guys that were willing to pick it up. Trey King, I thought he was his best. Uh, it was his best game. Granted, not a lot of uh, 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 body of work there, but I thought Trey King had his best game as a Cyclone. Yeah, Ken, and you know, credit to you. I, I remember really since he kind of started getting minutes and was able to play, you you kind of spoke on his physicality here on this show, and I think that's something that's going to be major. Obviously, Jazz Boone's still going to be out for a little while. Trey King was actually one of the players that we spoke with today. And, again, I think that physicality is something you can always bring to a game. I think he's starting to show some of that touch around the rim. I'd still like to maybe see him stretch that out to 10 to 12 feet to see a little mid-range jumper. But, yeah, he's going to be really important. And it's honestly going to be huge this weekend looking ahead just a little bit in what's expected to be a physical kind of high-scoring game against Kansas as always, one of the top teams in the country. So as you look forward, it is a week with back home against Texas Tech and then that road trip to Kansas. Nick, uh, you are newer to this rivalry, but Iowa State-Kansas basketball in January, February, March, it's as good as you're going to find in college hoops. So many memorable games throughout the same and Boy, we were complaining about it earlier. Yeah, ESPN look up Mel Weatherwax at some point. There you go. There's a good one. <laughs> and uh, you, maybe you've seen that picture that has bounced around your message board a time or two. It's a great rivalry. Are you going to be able to make your way down to uh, to Kansas and be able to partake and watch that one? Because if not, uh, change your plans. It is worth the price of admission. Absolutely. Yeah, you bet, Trent. I, I noticed that, you know, kind of the <laughs> extra level and intensity of that rivalry a little bit last year in what was Really one of the best games I have seen uh, that was played at Kansas. Obviously went down to the last few seconds. There was questionable goaltend. And, or maybe yeah. And right. like that. Forgot about uh, that. I was able to be there. And, yeah, I will be back there this weekend. I, I definitely feel like, you know, even though last, team, last year's team won the national championship, I'm not sure the talent level really took that much of kind of a dip uh-huh. for the Kansas Jayhawks. So yeah. I feel like. Tuesday against Texas Tech, I think you do need to take care of business there because as cool as 3-0 and is, as you know in this conference, you can drop two to three games potentially at a time no matter how good you are. 
and taking care of business at Hilton will be huge. Yeah, no doubt. Here's the thing about Texas Tech. This is going to be a hungry basketball team. Absolutely. Because they have not found a way to win a game yet in the Big 12 Conference, and we think there's a whole lot of parity. So this is going to be a hungry team that shows up tomorrow night, Nick. Yeah, they're they're talented but a little injured right now. They're definitely going to be hungry. I think they're pretty well coached, too. Yeah, I do, too. We, we saw last year, I want to say that game was played in the low 40. So I don't necessarily expect a game like that. But I would give maybe the talent edge still to Iowa State right now just because of some of the injuries uh, that Texas Tech really has. They're going to be hungry, but I think Hilton, I mean, from what I saw last week, even without the students, I think that place is going to be rocking. I expect a, actually a really good game from the guards. I think for both teams, it's going to be kind of a backcourt heavy game. And I think that Jaron Holmes is going to kind of put up some numbers. He's been steady, but we haven't necessarily seen some of those scoring outbursts that we saw in the first few weeks. I think that's going to change this week. So we haven't talked to you since the newest commitment for Iowa State basketball, JT Rock, a four-star out from the Dakotas, a big guy over seven foot tall, Purdue, Kansas, West Virginia, Wisconsin, Creighton, Iowa all involved, and the recruiting momentum continues for TJ Otzelberger. What can you tell us about JT Rock? Yeah, I'm, uh, I was fortunate to make a couple trips out to Sioux Falls to see JT, you know, get to know him a little bit, and this is Arguably one of the biggest wins, I would say not just for T.J. Otzelberger, but really in recent Iowa State recruiting history. I can tell you that he was a huge priority for Iowa. Purdue was pushing hard. Creighton was very much in the mix for a while. And Otzelberger, Kyle Green, and this Iowa State staff was able to, to get him, which I think speaks to kind of the, you know, kind of connections of relationships on the staff. And in terms of on court, he can step out and shoot. He's really good defensively, uh, decent on the perimeter, but certainly around the rim and can handle a little bit. I I know from speaking with him, he wants to bulk up and add to that handle a little bit, but he's a really, really good player that, honestly, I feel that if he's developed well, has a pro steal. How about that? Uh, Demarion Watson uh, came in. I don't know um, know where you had him in this recruiting class. I, I'm not sure, you know, obviously Lipsy, the local kids, uh, there's a lot of love for, for Eli King, etc. Um, it looks as though this light is starting to come on. Has TJ mentioned him and, and what uh, he's done in the last couple of games, specifically uh, on the road at TCU this last week? I thought those maybe were his best moments as a Cyclone, Nick? Yeah, I, I would say TJ consistently mentions him and kind of players that are really doing exactly what's asked of them. I think that he came in ready to work, ready to defend. I still think he has actually a little more to show offensively than we have kind of seen. I'm sure that's just a matter of adjusting to college and Big 12 level of play. But actually just today when when TJ named, I think it was six to seven players that have just really impressed and doing exactly what's asked on both sides of the floor. Watson was one of them. And, And I know I've been impressed. I know that he's really kind of a team favorite in terms of how he brings the work ethic but he's still able to have fun he's got a really kind of engaging personality and i think he'll end up having a a nice role this year and probably a huge role in the next couple of years talking right now with nick osin cycloneralert.com is where you can find him Football-wise, uh, some changes in the coaching staff, and you had some news fill us in about a possible addition to the football coaching staff yeah definitely like how, how you said that and i feel that 
I definitely like kind of how I worded it in terms of I don't think anything is is done, but it is a possibility. Uh, Hank Cote, NFL player for remember nine, him. Ten mm-hmm. seasons, was most recently coaching with the Badgers, uh, and from what I've kind of seen, obviously I'm from Wisconsin and kind of reading people's thoughts of him. He did a really nice job. It was just kind of a terms of switching the staff with Luke Fickle and, and such. But from what I've gathered, that's not done, but there are some connections within there. I get the sense, basically, what this staff is trying to do is kind of balance between young and hungry while also getting kind of some older NFL experience where they can. I think that they did that with Ryan Clanton, who's on the younger side but had NFL experience a little bit. Uh, you'll hear something official in the next few days about another staffer that the, the VIPs have known, and he's kind of young and hungry. And I think that Poteet, if they decide to go that route with that mutual interest, he kind of provides both of those things. And I feel that as disappointing as last season may have been, this staff is doing a really nice job this offseason, and I think you'll see that improvement right away in August and September. Um the announce the, the receiver. I can't say his name. Uh, that I Tesla. was Tesla. Uh, what uh, do you have a feel, Nick, as as to which way he's leading? I guess the announcement his announcement is coming tomorrow. He's got plenty of options. Um, and and is where's Iowa State in the process? In a good spot? Yeah. So that's interesting. And a lot of respect to Isaac and his family. They've they've kept this pretty quiet as of at least an hour or two ago. None of the schools have really been notified yet. I know there's been some confidence from Iowa State, at least within the last week. Iowa has been confident throughout much of this. And then he seemed to love the Arkansas official visit as well. So I would say those are kind of his top three, at least from what I've gathered. I I would say I've sensed a little more confidence from schools outside of Iowa State, at least from what I've checked in. However, they're certainly still in it. Uh, The staff really impressed in Isaac's time here during his official visit, and I know that affected him and his family as well. What have you got coming up this week at Cyclone Alert? Yeah, so I've got, uh, there's a player, Jefferson Adam, that I know I've brought up. Uh, official visit this weekend, so I've got an interview with him coming out today. Basketball recruiting update tomorrow, and it's going to be another you know fun, busy week. A lot of hoops coverage, and obviously we'll have our eyes set on some of these potential coaching additions as well. Good stuff, Nick Oson. We will talk to you uh, next Monday unless something uh, pops up, a big story, and then we'll reach out to you about We certainly appreciate our relationship. CycloneAlert.com for Nick Oson. Nick, thank you. Perfect. Thank you guys so much. Appreciate you coming on as always. Nick Oson, 24-7 Sports Cyclone Alert. All right, Trent's play of the day. It's not Mr. Monday Night, although he's back next week. He's got one. Uh, with the wild card, indeed. We'll get Trent's plays of the day. Do you like any of these same-game parlays? Do you like any props tonight? Anything there isn't anything jumping book? off from the same-game parlay perspective. We do got a little college basketball, some NBA. Well, we'll hear that next. Miller & Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.9. It's in third-party insurers. Get in on the action with the world's largest sports book. Right at your fingertips. Circa Sports Iowa is where the pros play. Enjoy the highest limits, lowest takeouts, and competitive betting menus. Download, fund, and bet from anywhere in Iowa. Circa Sports Iowa. Sports betting the way it should be. Download your new bookie today. Visit circasports.com. Must be over 21 and present in Iowa to bet. Have a gambling problem? Back to Miller and Condon on KXNO and Trent's Pick of the Day.
presented by Circus Sports Iowa. All right, welcome back, Miller and Condon. Let's get right to it. We're almost out of show. Murph and Andy coming right up. Uh, then kicks and no drive with Heather and Sean at three. What are you doing tonight? We're playing a little college basketball before the college football. We uh, right now have a couple of plays. We're going to jump on Army tonight in Patriot League basketball. They're getting seven and a half at home against Colgate, and we're going to lay it with New Mexico. Bad week for the Lobos. Mm. Back-to-back losses they take on Oral Roberts back at home. I think they bounce back here. I'm going to lay the five and a half with the Lobos. And, yes, I'm playing Georgia tonight. I'm going to lay the big number, the 13, and just hope that I'm wrong. Because I do, too. I maybe, maybe I'm just paying for a good game, something like that. That's about my only hope at this point in time. Just give us one more good one, right? I mean, we ask for it every single year. Yep. We've got a few lately. Not bad. Not bad. Let's we- continue the streak, and, and I'll take an L. It was a pretty good month, month and a half. We'll take an L if we get a good game out of it. Indeed. All right. Enjoy the game tonight. Let's, Trent said, let's just hope it's a good one, whatever side you're on, although it would be a phenomenal story if DCU completes oh, this. My God. That's a movie. All right. Uh, Murph and Eddie, they're standing by. They're going to be here on in four minutes. Kicks and no drive today. Heather and Sean. I believe the coaches show tonight as well. Uh, that goes at 630. We're Miller and Condon. You can hear Trent and I weekdays. From 11 to 1 here on Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO.